Hey, hey, it's Neville Medora here with the Swipes email for Friday, December 23rd, 2022. It's almost Christmas, almost the holidays. So let's get started with the swipe. So this is not a visually appealing swipe, but it's an example of a great cold email. So I like this cold email because it kind of has like a lot of the stuff I request of people. It's pretty short, it's to the point, and it has social proof of what the guy could do for me. So this is someone reaching out, trying to uh, repurpose content for short form videos. And I get a lot of these emails and honestly, I think they're kind of crap, but I thought this one was really good. I liked how it seems personal, but doesn't use any personalization. So it's less work. I thought it gets straight to the point of what's important to me. It's not talking about him extensively and it shows proof that he can deliver results. A lot of these places are like, let me cut your videos up into, into shorts. And I'm like, well, uh, I don't know, are you good at it? <laughs> and this guy shows me actual proof and uh, he shows some screenshots, uh, stats and everything and even offers some more suggestions if I reach out to him, incentivizing me to reach out. So I love seeing good emails in my inbox and to see a bad ones and uh, I think a lot of people like this email so I'll show it to you. Um, here's some interesting wisdom. It's a quote from Guido Van Rossum, the founder of Python, a very famous uh, coding language. And it's this, it says, once you understand the motivation, reward, and punishment structure of any system, you can begin to con control it. So basically what he's saying is, if you understand punishment, reward, motiv motivation, you can control whatever system that you're doing. So <laughs> it's this is kind of random, but I'm a lot of my friend's dog trainer. I don't have a dog and I've never owned a dog. I've lived with dogs before in the past, but I'm somehow good at training dogs. And I think it's because I understood a long time ago and watched some Caesar Milan episodes. And basically he said something like most dogs are either motivated by punishment, reward, or treats or something to that effect. And I remember thinking like, oh, if, if there's only like three things that a dog wants or is motivated by, if you know which one the dog is motivated by, you can kind of control it better. So there are some dogs that are motivated by treats right? Like you give them a treat and they go nuts. But I will tell you, there are some dogs out there that like are not that motivated by food as others. There are some that are motivated by affection, meaning you could play with them, right? And so you can tell like different dogs are kind of like more reclusive. Some are really, really affectionate. And so if you know what motivates a dog, you can use that motivation to train them much, much quicker. And so I thought that was a really interesting piece of wisdom. Here is something interesting. You know, whenever you go to a website and you try to log in and it says, uh, select all the cars in these photos. And there's like nine photos in a grid and you have to click which one has cars in it. Well, that's a Google captcha. And every time you fill one of those out, fun fact, you are slightly training an AI, an AI system. So AI systems for self-driving or identifying objects, they need massive amounts of human labeling to learn from. So it has to say like, here's a million pictures of a cat and here's a million pictures of not cats. And you're labeling these nine pictures in this capture form as it's a car or it's not a car. Now on its surface, it doesn't seem like you're really doing much, but then what happens is the AI system shows these same pictures to many, many other humans. And yeah, sorry, you're not that special. You're not the only one that sees that captcha. And then it determines if the, the labeling that the AI system did, did was correct or incorrect. So if 10 different humans label a picture a car, then it's likely a car. And if the AI system said, this is not a car, it slightly learns that, nope, this is in fact a car and I should learn that. And the system gets slightly better every time it does that. And so 
that's how the AI system learns with like human input on these captcha systems. Isn't that kind of neat? Um, here's a picture. It's not necessarily a picture, but it's a picture of Canva docs. And the reason I put this as a picture is because Canva is what I make most of my pictures in. And so Canva released like their version of like Google Docs. And honestly, I've tried so many other doc editors and none of them come close to just like the, the simplicity and like the, the ease of use and like beauty of Google Docs. I've tried Notion. I really like it to some degree, but then I think it just looks crappy how their editor works. So I was using Canva Docs because I'm always interested in these things. And man, it just works really, really well. I think they still have some ways to go, but from the other products I've seen Canva release, every time I log back in, there's like a new feature on it. So I'm sure there was like some gripes I had about using doc, Canva Docs right now, but like I logged in again and they fixed them. So it's getting better and better and I have a lot of hope for it. It's kind of interesting. I wonder if we'll give Google Docs a run for its money. That would be very hard. But I think for people who use a lot of visuals in their writing, that this could be a really interesting thing. And along the other lines of uh, something that's really popular right now is all this AI writing stuff and AI image assistance. Canva already has it natively built in, which is interesting. It's based off of ChatGPT and Dolly 2. So it's using OpenAI for these things. But most of these uh, places don't have integrations for this, and this already did. So I was pretty impressed by that. Anyways, um, their built-in editor AI I thought was pretty sweet. I gave it a prompt of write me five reasons copywriting is awesome. And it said, number one, copywriting is a great way to express your creativity and communicate your message effectively. Number two, it can help you reach a larger audience and increase brand awareness. And it goes on and on. And it's kind of cool because you can just use that AI assistant to like come up with those reasons on the spot. Um, so it's pretty sweet. And I also think it has decent text to image generation. So I asked it to draw, show me a guy putting on sneakers in the desert, uh, the desert. And it did it. Um, so pretty cool. I've been talking about inside the copywriting course, AI stuff quite a bit and how to use it for writing and the way I've been using it. And it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. So not sure I'll be switching over to Google Doc, uh, over to Canva Docs from this, but this is the first thing I've seen come close to Google Docs in a long time. So already impressed. Here's a little essay. Remember how like a few months ago, everyone was talking about that Will Smith slap incident with Chris Rock? And like everyone on the planet just talked about it for a while. And now like you probably don't hear about it, right? And then everyone was talking about the, the Johnny Jepp divorce thing. And then everyone's talking about Iran. And it just seems like at the moment, like those things are just like the biggest thing in the world and it'll never end. But ultimately it just kind of fades out and people forget for the most part. So there's some topics that just capture the public imagination and the whole world gets obsessed for a short period of time, but then it moves on. And this is a phenomenon known as the current thing. And so I found some visualizations uh, that show the, the current thing from 2020. You see like COVID, then NFTs, the Olympics, Wordle, the Ukraine war, Will Smith, Twitter takeover, Johnny Depp, Roe versus Wade, James Webb telescope, Queen Elizabeth, Iran protests. And you can visually see these things like really pop off, like they slowly start to build and they pop off and they kind of just like fade out and some fade like way faster than others. And I also have a list of some for uh, the current thing in 2021. And what's interesting about this, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just kind of how like things go, you know, it's just like stuff happens in the world. But um, I do notice that this cycle plays out across every industry, every country and every group. It's cool to see it in visual format like above. And it's also cool to know that like, if there's an issue in the world, it often like gets big and then fades out. And sometimes it's overblown and sometimes it's not. It's just very interesting to see it in a visual form like this. It's just really cool. Um, and finally, here's a, uh, here, here's, a, here's a sketch. So have you been using chat GPT, the little AI writing tool? 
So outside of testing it out, what have you been using it for? I'm curious because I've been using it for running ideas by it, occasionally drumming up headline or subject line ideas. Uh, I've been asking it to come up with content ideas. Usually you know, most of the answers kind of suck, but you know, it's nice to see like one cool one in there or something you didn't think about. And so I'm starting to use it a little bit less now as the initial novelty has worn off. Generally with a lot of these AI things, like you see the demo and you're like, oh my God, everything's changed. Hold the boat. It's it, This is changes everything. You start using it a little bit more and you're like, you know, I don't actually use it all that much. And then what happens is as it gets better over the next 10, 20 years, then like everyone's using it. And you don't even think about it. Right. So remember when like filters became a thing, like on Instagram, people were like, oh my God, you can change the way a photo looks with like a filter. That's unreal. Well, the technology behind that is actually pretty advanced. And now we just use filters as if you just swipe on a filter. Like you, you don't think of it. You're never blown away by a filter. I mean, filters now can like change your face and do all sorts of things and, and put backgrounds. And we don't even think about it. But that used to be like this AI technology that only AI could do. And it got really popular. And it's interesting to see like the, the novelty wear off and then get used years later as just like this everyday normal thing. So the same thing will happen with these AI writing and AI image generation, where right now it's like we're in demo phase. And it's interesting, but it's not like super useful yet. Like it's pretty useful, but not super useful. And then in 10 years, this is just going to be standard. I mean, you're not even going to think about it. So <clears throat> I got some responses from Twitter on how people are using it. This one guy, Jason, said he's using it uh, for subject matter expert episodes of long form podcasts on YouTube. So he copies the transcripts and then asks chat GPT to summarize in long sentences and 20 points what was said in the interview. I actually think this is pretty awesome and a great way to make uh, descriptions for videos so you can kind of like read what's in them. Honestly, whenever I've been doing podcasts and have to write a description, this kind of stuff takes forever. Like it takes a long time to summarize what your podcast was about. And now just having a computer be able to do it like pretty good is, is kind of awesome. Um, Comfy, the Google Sheets guy said, I ask for FAQ topics to add more sections to blog posts. I use it to figure out sub subsections, subheadlines. I ask it for clickbait titles, BuzzFeed type titles. I ask for B2B titles, subheadings, and I ask it to summarize YouTube videos. Those are all amazing things. Basically like asking it to come up with more ideas and summarizing things is a big use case for it right now and will continue to be. And then Olivia said they're a content agency and they've been exploring its power with headlines, summaries, outlines, articles, copy, tweets, threads, text extraction. So everyone in the world is playing with this thing. It's pretty awesome. But, um, What's interesting is that I think right now, ChatGPT likely won't take away a single job in the whole world for now, but it is going to make some jobs a whole lot easier and therefore restructure what some job titles do. Like if your job was to summarize podcasts, it's not like your job is going to go away because a human is still way better at it. But just imagine that if you could at least use chat GPT to like do a rough draft for you, that just made your job 10 times easier, right? So obviously your employer is not going to pay the same amount to do the same thing. Rather, they're probably going to pay the same amount, but to do a lot more podcasts or instead of having a group of 10 people do it, they can have a group of three people do it. So here's an example. Um, I have this picture of a huge data spreadsheet, but back in the fifties, and there's this guy standing on a ladder, manually writing numbers on a chalkboard. Now, manually writing numbers on a chalkboard guy probably didn't lose his job the moment electronic spreadsheets came out. For one, it takes technology a little while to permeate. So there's that. So it takes a little bit while for everyone to catch on. 
However, he did probably shift certain tasks to computers over time. Like he probably knew computers were coming out and able to do addition and subtraction and stuff much more efficient than a human. So his job slowly became from begrudgingly writing down and subtracting and adding numbers on a chalkboard all day and making lots of mistakes, instead having a computer do it perfectly and faster so he could focus on more important stuff. So he probably learned spreadsheet technology as computers got better. And ultimately the same guy in the fifties that was just really manually writing numbers on a chalkboard, you know, a pretty low level position, that same guy with his same skills could probably run an accounting company that ran the books for multiple other companies, potentially raising his income level by many orders of magnitude. So before manually writing numbers on a chalkboard guy would have only a couple places in the world to work and have to do this kind of like menial work all day that's kind of boring. Instead, in modern days with computers to do all that work for him, he could potentially run a company that does that same work for like a, a million other people. So uh, inside our copywriting course forum in Office Hours, we've actually been working with AI tools, uh, the image side and the writing side. And it's been pretty invigorating to have new tools to use for creativity. Like a lot of times industry stays stagnant and then all of a sudden it shakes things up with like some new tools like this. And so sometimes you have to be beware of using tools like GPT-3 wrong. So for example, um, in office hours today, we had someone saying, I'm gonna make a bunch of content with AI writing just a bunch of blog posts. And I was like, wait, 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 hold on. Google literally has started kicking people off, not kicking people off, but de-ranking uh, de people for doing this. It doesn't want generic uh, AI written stuff. It wants stories, it wants actually human content. And so I warned him against that. And then it's been showing people how to leverage AI to make awesome content as a human AI hybrid. And so um, in one of our other office hours questions for the day, someone actually took a couple of uh, blog posts and made them with ChatGPT. But then I was like, what if you spent a little bit more time and made this an awesome blog post that's actually capable of ranking? And we changed up a couple of the headlines that it spit out, added some customized images and promoted the guy's company. And that's all using AI plus humans. And it makes writing a lot more fun. We can get rid of a lot of the drudgery. Like a lot of people hate staring at the blank page. So you use one of these AI things to come up with ideas and you go, oh, I can do, so, so you kind of skip all that phase of like pain and just get right to a bunch of ideas and then elaborate on those ideas, which is great for uh, what a human does. Anyways, I uh, hope you have a wonderful holiday season on the, <laughs> there's a picture of me wearing a Santa hat eating and I hope you're doing the same during the holidays. And um, if you want to join the copywriting course, we're having a holiday sale coming up for about 40% off of a year of copywriting course. It's our last uh, uh, sale of the year. And I would say that this is a high time to get in and get on board. I mean, man, we have had uh, so many different success stories lately. Uh, for example, so Rob has started like four different companies in the last year within the copywriting course. So he had one site called WTF Divorce and he started an Instagram that got 13,000 followers. Uh, his Instagram got like 60 million views. A couple of his posts went viral. And uh, it, it's kind of wild to watch that, that those results. Uh, this other guy, Steve, um, he was working on some stuff. And what happened was he wasn't getting a lot of results from his blog posts. So he started a subreddit of all things and started killing it. And this past Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it got 410,000 views in five days for his subreddit uh, to all his stuff, which was which is unreal. And that was all done within uh, office hours and experimenting. 
Um, another one, another person we had uh, that last year was in the forum and then came back this year, bought during our Black Friday sale. He's getting 380,000 visits a month on the site he started within the copywriting course while he was here. And before he was getting zero search visits a month, you know, some here and there, but like 380,000 visits per month now. Whoa. And uh, there's just a whole other host of like wins and stuff like that. So I encourage you to check it out. Copywritingcourse.com slash join and we'll be doing a holiday sale shortly. So hopefully I'll see you inside. Talk to you soon. Bye.